The Youthscape Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the Youthscape Podcast, which is today falling on my birthday eve. Tomorrow's oh, my birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Rachel. 21 tomorrow. It's very exciting. How many times have you been 21 now? <laughs> Actually, legitimately, probably 21 times. <laughs> so I'm, I'm over the 40s, definitely. Yes, it's my birthday tomorrow, so oh. I'm very excited. Well, obviously, I brought you a gift. Ah, lovely. Thank and you very it'll much. It'll be on its way. Can we unwrap it? I love birthdays. Do you? Say, oh, I love them. And I, and I, when I was running Romance Academy, it was just me. The first thing I used to say to any new employees was, welcome to Romance Academy, and you get your birthday off. I just give it to you as a day off, as if it was like this. Most they'd be like, oh, all right, yeah, all right. But I really think everyone should get their birthday off as just a gift. We do that at Youthscape. Oh, do you? You get your birthday off. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Have you been working on your birthday <laughs> for years? Probably, probably. Oh, and no. I'm also on mat leave, so it doesn't really count anyway. Oh. So, yes, I love birthdays. I, I, I had a pretty dodgy 41st birthday. Oh. Because I, um, I, I dropped some pretty large hints about the present. Oh, I know. We know about your birthday. That I wanted. I really yeah. asked and did, did not get it. No. No. So, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying the new jumper. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> That's about it. Love you, Mrs. Saunders. Thank you. <laughs> I, for me, though, but, but they kind of have a kind of a haze and glow to them. I, even if it rains, I just I just love the whole birthday thing. Do I you? think it's beautiful. Yeah. I, I find now, I just, because with kids, mm. especially small kids, yeah. as we both have, yeah. you just, birthdays become all about them. Yeah. And, and Christmases become all about them. And I think then you, you can sacrifice uh, kind of your, your adult birthdays mm. for the sake of... It's quite Christ-like, really. Yeah. For the sake of the children's no, birthdays. There's no sacrificing happening in my house. No? <laughs> my birthday is one of has a me. lot of leopard print it's wrapping paper. It's about me. And my daughter's at the age now where she, she'll say, Mummy, I'm going to cook breakfast for you. So I just know that I'm going to have Weetabix with enough milk in it just to make it go solid. And I'll be like... Mm. It's really nice. Where's the salmon and, and smoked? Anyway, yeah, no, it'll be fine. It'll be lovely. So I can't wait. But anyway, <laughs> Martin, well, youth ministry. This is a podcast, oh, yeah. not about birthdays, no, it's about but youth about ministry. youth ministry. And about all the complexities and the wonder of, of being youth workers. And each week we bring a new guest to you. And today we have somebody, we've not had him before on the no, podcast. No, we never had him. But his organisation has been around a long time. It has. Probably in some way, shape or form, most of us have engaged with his organisation because it's a really crucial part of what we do. It's around keeping young people safe and safeguarding and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Martin, you caught up with Justin. I did. Where did you meet him? I met him, I was here and he was on the... Oh, so it wasn't some exciting kind he of... He was on the phone and there may, there may be a couple of moments where oh, he turns into out. a Cyberman. Oh, does he? Well, that's all right. I think we owe it to our podcast listeners to have a few more exciting like locations that we do. Because I all have right. done Next to the Shard. Have you? Who one did you podcast... do Next to the Shard? That was that lovely lady with the book about sex. That one, oh, the yeah. shard lady. Then I've got a podcast coming out soon. I've got, I've got. You've got a podcast? I've got, no, what? we've got a podcast coming out soon where I, I'm at this other event and I see someone called Helen the Kittle who I actually adore. Oh, yeah. And so I, I interview her with my phone as we are like going between places. So it's like, quick, Helen. So that is a roving podcast. So I think we need to kind of ramp up. Now we've done 100 episodes, we need to ramp up our locations personally. Wow. You, you're talking about budget. No, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm talking about your phone and being out and about. I mean, oh. like getting off your backside and actually going somewhere. But I recorded one in a pub once and you could just hear so much interference. Oh, so yes. I think it's better with the, with okay. the, right. with the eyeball. I let you off. I let you off. But anyway, oh. I will try and do some more exciting location space. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, the organisation that Justin Humphreys helps to lead is 318. 
Uh, you will know it probably more familiarly as uh, the church's child protection uh, mm. association of societies. I think you talk about it in the interview, so it's covered. CCPAS? What does that stand for? I don't even know what it's The Church's for. Child Protection Association of we Societies? Just, we just know it's the go-to, That's not don't right. we? Yeah. The church That's why they had to change service. their name. Advisory service! Advisory service! That's why they had to change their name. Advisory service. Association of Societies. Did I really say that? <laughs> She's not going to cut that out. That's, oh, no. We're not doing a second take oh, no. of that. Us looking like fools. Yes. Churches. Oh, oh anyway. Child protection. Advisory service. Right. So now they're called 31 Yes. As it turned out, I thought this was a bigger deal than he did. So there's a slightly rude question from me in there where I'm like, how are you dealing with all the negative feedback <laughs> to the name? We haven't had any. Exactly what he says. So sorry about that. I just thought people people don't like change. We don't like change, do we? No, you're right. So, uh, so he explains the name. But I caught up with Justin, uh, who's a lovely man, and helped yeah. us to uh, produce a resource, which we'll talk about after the interview. Uh, but this is Justin Humphreys. It sounds like... He'd be the guy on Children's CBBS. No, oh, John Humphrey. John Humphreys, yeah. No, I was thinking Justin. Justin. Oh, from Justin's Just, house. Justin's house. Yeah, but he's not him. No, it's a much better Justin. It's not Justin. It's not John. It's Justin Humphreys. Now Escape podcast. Well, my guest today on the Youthscape podcast is Justin Humphreys, who is the chief executive of Thirty One Eight. And I left a bit of a pause there because many of you will not know what that is yet, uh, because it, it's fair to say that you're, uh, you've only recently changed your name. So what, what might people know you as, Justin? What might people know your organisation as? So I guess most people will still know us as um, CCPAS or the Church's Child Protection Advisory Service. And uh, so people will be familiar with that, of course, because you uh, have done invaluable work in the church for many, many years. Why now have you changed your name? And, uh, and let's just confront it like head on from the start. 318 is, is on the face of it quite a strange name for an organisation. Yeah, indeed. So um, we got to a point uh, some time ago where the view that CCPAS or the Church's Child Protection Advisory Service really didn't um, cover what we do anymore. It didn't really cover who we were anymore. Uh, of course, we're not just about child protection. We're, we're about um, safeguarding both children and adults. We're not just churches, although we are still churches. You know, we are charities, community groups, schools, colleges, NGOs, whoever. Um, so we kind of thought it's time for a change. It's time for something fresh. It's a new chapter. So we wanted something that was bold and um, bright and in your face. And um, so we. We did a lot of um, a lot of soul searching, engaged a great company to help us with that, and um, 318 and all the wonderfully colourful branding that goes with it is is where we ended up. So, I guess your listeners are thinking, yeah, but still, what, what's 318 all about? Well, it's a reference to Proverbs 318, and uh, in the Common English Bible version, that says, "Speak up on behalf of the voiceless and for the rights of all who are vulnerable." So for us, it just kind of underpins everything that we do. It inspires our work. It is our, our, our mandate. It's what makes us tick. Yeah. And, uh, and so the thing with all name changes is immediately, and I know this, I've just rebranded a youth group. Oh, my goodness. Like the, the pushback you get from 14 yeah. and 15-year-olds for, for wanting to change the name of their, of their youth group. 
Um, so I can't imagine uh, what it's like to change the name of an established organization. But people are always going to be a bit resistant to new names. Have you had uh, sort of have you got signs of hope that people are starting to embrace it and get on board with the new uh, the new name? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, um, the feedback has been uh, overwhelmingly positive so far. So, um, you know, we've, we've kind of been in all sorts of places, whether it be churches or charities or, or even working with government departments. And, you know, we, we've had all sorts of really encouraging comments. This is bright. This is vibrant. There's nothing quite like this out there. Uh, wow. We're, we're used to kind of seeing really boring branding and this just isn't. Um, and even from people who don't share our Christian faith, um, amazingly, which is absolutely uh, you know, wonderful, who are saying, well, look, we don't share your faith clearly, but at least we now get what you are, who you are, and why you do this. So for us, um, that really kind of hits the nail on the head. And yeah, you know, there have been a few people that said, yeah, yeah I'm not, not really into that. I prefer CCPAS. And we kind of think, well, that's fine. Um, but for us, this works and overwhelmingly seems to resound um, with the people that we work with. So we're, we're we're delighted. Great. Do do you think we do? Um, do you think we do enough safeguarding training in uh, Christian youth work? Do you think we do the right kind of uh, safeguarding training? I guess I ask that because when I uh, had to recently do some safeguarding training, sort of compulsory stuff, I um I did take it seriously, but I could see very easily how I could have. Uh, not taking it seriously, how I could have essentially passed the test, as it were, um, without um, uh, without really engaging with the material, just by kind of uh, ticking a few boxes, writing a few notes on a bit of paper, making sure I remembered the right acronyms when it came to the test at the end. Um, you know, I could have sailed through that training. So, I, so I wonder, are we are we doing it the right way? Is there more that we need to do? Well, I think there's always um, lots that we can do to make our training. Uh, more dynamic, more engaging, uh, more challenging, perhaps, you know, because I think we, we have gotten used to, oh, well, these are the same old, same old messages that we're covering each time. And I think we do have to appreciate that there are um, teams, uh, youth work teams, um, who are dispersed, who aren't always able to come together to do face-to-face um, -face training in the way that we might always have done it. And although we would say as an organisation, face-to-face is always preferable, um, the next best thing has got to be an engaging, dynamic um, uh, program that's delivered perhaps online, virtually, webinars, whatever it is. So, you know, so we are kind of looking into all of those things to think, how, how can we do this in a way that, that meets the needs of youth workers today, um, tackling the issues that are relevant to them today, mm. um, so that they actually end up feeling equipped and empowered and encouraged to, to, to do this well. Because, of course, the... the the truth is that the young people we work with are facing probably a more diverse range of risks than they, than any uh, group of young people in history, right? Because we have all the kind of stuff that that, that, that we've always had, all the all the risks and dangers uh, associated with uh, adults and and children and uh, children and children. But also now you've got this whole other layer of uh, the internet and, and all that that brings. Lots of positives about. Let's take that for granted. You know, lots of good things about yep. the internet. But my goodness, there's some dangers and risks as well associated. So um, it's it's perhaps a, it's more important than ever that that we take safeguarding seriously and and think about all the different kind of uh, ways that young people might experience risk. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I couldn't um, agree with you more, Martin. And I think uh, it, it's scary in some respects when you look at the um, opportunities, both um, good and bad, that are created by the internet. Um, you know, and I was just kind of saying to my daughter the other the other day, um, I'm not sure that if I were your age, contemplating um, next steps in life and, and families and what have you, whether I would feel quite as comfortable um, about um, bringing uh, more kids into the world with the challenges that we've got today. But hey, we are where we are. And um, I think that we've got to step up a gear, uh, that we've got to get real about both the, the benefits and the risks of things like internet, bearing in mind that uh, you know, I think in, internet-based offending is one of the fastest growing um, areas of um, safeguarding concern today, um, alongside um, people trafficking and exploitation of other sorts. So I think we have got to get real with that, you know, and I think that we've got to not be afraid to tackle the issues, um, not be afraid to, in a sense, kind of live and be in the world where young people are today. Um, so I think that's really challenging for us all, you know, so looking at the risks that are presented there means that we've got to face the reality of sort of really challenging stuff. And I imagine everyone listening to this is having the same, the same thoughts as I am at the moment as a youth leader, which is my young people are all online. They're on Instagram, uh, they're on WhatsApp, they're on uh, Snapchat, they're on all sorts of other uh, messaging services. I think we've all got the memo about staying away from Snapchat. Um, but actually, you know, if that's where young people are, if young people are in social media, gaming worlds, virtual spaces, um, you know, how do we safely engage with that ourselves as youth leaders, make the, make the best use of it, um, but, but don't fall foul to some of the pitfalls um, safeguarding-wise? That is the real kind of practical dilemma, isn't it? Because um, how, how do we meet young people where they are um, without necessarily encouraging or condoning them being active in spaces that we know are, are, are less safe than we would want them to be. Mm. You know, so um, a lot of time, I, I guess it is about um, trying to encourage them to, to, um, to kind of be uh, communicating on platforms that perhaps do have some of those safer mechanisms built in. Um, but ultimately, you know, I think and we were talking about this at the uh, Youth Ministry Weekend, weren't we? Mm. Um, saying, you know, if, if we're going to be innovative and if we're going to meet young people where they are, then I think that sometimes means that we do have to step out into some situations that we might see as more risky yeah, that's than right. previously we might have been prepared to go. But if we do that constructively and if we do that kind of um, with open eyes and open ears, um, then I think that's got to be a good thing because if we don't do it, then actually we we are, we are missing out on those opportunities to connect with these young people where they are. We can't ignore where they are. We've mm. got to get there. Yeah, and and so it's you're advocating a sort of bigger picture view of this rather than. I mean, we could we could talk about the um, uh, the rights and wrongs of which which platforms to use and and how to use them. Um, and and there are probably experts that we can go to who can who can give us some really practical advice on that. Um, but the bigger picture is. Um, yeah, you've got to get the balance right, haven't you? You've got to be very wise and get the balance right between appropriate risk-taking uh, to reach young people and also not, not encouraging risk-taking behaviour in them um, yeah. in those same spaces. So it really is a, a minefield. How do you... I was talking to a group of young people just yesterday about uh, a young girl who'd committed suicide, very sadly, a, a very well-publicised story that a lot of teenagers are, are talking about at the moment. 
and uh, and we started to talk about what 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 she'd um, uh, what she'd seen online, and I I find myself with a dilemma: Do I tell teenagers um, that that there are such a thing as pro harming websites, or do I not tell them because by shielding them from it, uh, you know, I I may be protecting them a little bit. But if I tell them about it, if I say, oh, yeah, she was looking at pro-harming websites, don't look at them. You, you know what? Young people might well see that as a cue to see what that's all about and, and look it up. So that practically every week we as youth workers have got lots of challenges in this area. Yeah, I think you're right. But, you know, I think history tells us that um, if we try to shy away from or um, shield young people from you know, the harmful things which we know are out there, in time, they will come across them anyway. Mm. Um, and if, if we have not been proactive to try and guide them, steer them, advise them well about the dangers of those things, we, we've already missed a trick. So, you know, I just kind of take generally the issue of um, looking at sexually explicit material online. Yeah. You know, 10 years ago, we'd have been saying, oh, don't, don't go there. Um, when in fact now what we know is by the time most of our young people get to have their sex and relationship education um, uh, sort of year year 11 and beyond well it, it's too late you know this, this is the world they've, they've already been in yes um, you know so I, I think we've got to learn from that and think let's not replicate that going forward let's embrace it let's acknowledge it let's give young people some um, well you know let's they're able to think for themselves. So let, yeah. let, let's engage in that in that process and enable them to to, to work through the issues and, and see the dangers for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And and often I, I I've always said, young people live up to your expectations just like they live down to your expectations. So if your expectation of them is that they're mature enough to handle these sorts of conversations uh, and to take responsibility online and in, and to be safe, I think actually they often live up to that. Um, so I agree with you. We do have to trust them. Um, yeah, and something, there's something in there as well, isn't there? About and we talk about accountability between uh, between adults often, but but what about you know building in mechanisms for young people to want to make themselves accountable, whether it be with their peers or whether it be appropriate um, adults, you know, so that they, you know, they're, they're not going to get absolutely slammed for having looked at something that, that perhaps they feel they oughtn't to look look at, but yeah. they've got opportunity to actually talk about that with somebody who. who who they've got some trust with, who they've got an agreement says, look, nothing's off limits. Let, let's talk about the stuff that you're that you're dealing with today. I think that's a really mature step forward for us as youth workers. Actually, uh, I think we are uh, we've come from a place where um, you know, in lots of ways, if you if you commit any sort of uh, you know um, sexual sin, you're in the uh, you're immediately sort of in the in the um, in the scrap heap. You know, that's kind of where youth ministry sadly has been and i think we're moving on from there but but when we think about explicit material online like we have to acknowledge that young people are going to come across this they are um there are so many spaces and ways that they are gonna uh, their friends are going to show it to them out of you know inquisitiveness themselves it's so easily accessible so you're right we have to yeah. move to a a different way of seeing this and and actually say look this you know let's let's talk together let's not get let's not talk about what you've seen exactly exactly but let's talk about this wider issue of, of sexually explicit material and, and and whether or not it's a good thing for you to be looking at it not in a condemning way um but in a way again that that um that respects them and trusts them and expects them to live up to 
um, sure. uh, some ideals. Sure. Yeah. So, um, moving on from there, we've we've launched a, a little project together, um, and uh, we launched it at the National Youth Ministry Weekend um, in 2018, November 2018. Uh, so, uh, the the, the uh, resource that we've created is called Safe, and you want to just do you want to just tell us a little bit about it for those who weren't at the National Youth Ministry Weekend and didn't get a copy. Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, we, we started talking um, back on, didn't we, um, towards the beginning of 2018, um, thinking about how can we encourage uh, youth workers to engage with the issues of risk more creatively, um, rather than see it as something that kind of is a bit of a chore or that you might shy away from. So, um, so SAFE is um, not a game, as we said earlier on, but it, but it is um, something that is packaged up in what I think is, um, you know, a, a, an attractive um, kind of package. It's neat. It's a card-based activity um, that presents a range of scenarios, and, it, and it's you, you build the picture of, let's say, a young a young person that you're working with. You, you're asking a series of questions. You're getting a little bit more information. You're constantly kind of rethinking your idea of what risk is being presented um, in that young person's life. Um, so it's a really interactive and interesting a creative way of dealing with the issue of risk. Um, so, you know, whether you use that as a standalone thing that you kind of spend time with your, your with your youth work teams, or whether it's something that you perhaps incorporate into uh, existing safeguarding training that you've got going on, which, by the way, has been done to great effect um, uh, by others already. Um, you know, you use it how, how you think is best to use it. But the feedback so far is, is great. You know, so um, organisations say that we, we, we bought a whole load of these because we want um, all our, our, our youth work to, to explore these issues. And the feedback is we are being able to explore them in ways that we haven't done before. So hopefully it's working for, for those that are out there that are using it already. That's great. I mean, I, um, I, I'm really excited about it as a... Um, as a sort of antidote to just kind of um, going on autopilot between uh, your safeguarding training that you might do and some sort of refresher safeguarding training you might do in three years time. I, I yeah. think it's, it's really powerful as a way of keeping you fresh. It's, I, I think it, um, it compares quite well to the hazard perception test in, in the driving test. Have you, did you do that when you did your driving test, Justin? I, I think so. It was a long time ago, mate. <laughs> well, I know. So, so is mine. But, um, but uh, you, you did the, the theory and you did the practical. But then also with the, with the driving, you have this, this test where you watch videos and you have to say where you think a developing hazard uh, is emerging from. And I think that's what I compare it to. Yeah. It's about yeah. looking at scenarios and talking with a team together. Uh, or you can do it on your own. But talk, I think it works best working with others. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just sitting there and saying... Look, what what could be developing here? Where could there be risks um, for a young person? And also, I think what's really good about it is it allows you to also find situations where where you go, oh, hang on, risks are mitigated by some other yep. factor. And you know, there might be a young person coming to you with bruising, but if they're coming with bruising and and that's all, uh, it may be that there's another explanation for that bruising other than having to jump to domestic yep. abuse or something like that. So, yep. um, so I think it's really helpful from, from that perspective as well of, of kind of um, helping us to see when situations might not be 
um, uh, a, a safeguarding flag. Um, yeah. So, so I think I just think it's a really practical tool. I hope as many people as possible get hold of it um, because uh, it, it. I think it's a really practical way to do some on-the-job um, safeguarding refresher. Uh, I'm trying not to say training, but it, it feels like it fits in that picture. Um, and we, we've yeah. been briefed, haven't we? We've been very good, both of us, to say it's not a game, but it is quite—it's quite game-like. It is a bit like it, it, you do play it, and it's got cards in it. But it, but we, we'd like to point out it's not a game. Indeed, yes. <laughs> it just feels but like a game. Great, I think the great thing about it also, Martin, is that. that um, Hopefully, it will um, encourage people to think about the fact that um, actually being risk averse, so avoiding anything that that contains any risk, uh, I think is equally unhelpful. Um, you know, particularly thinking about the, the risks that we were talking about um, not so long ago. Um, you know, we've we've got to engage with young people in the place where they are. So it's actually about how we manage an acceptable level of risk and are able to identify, let's say, the growing level of risk in any given scenario so that we can then think, well, okay, this has now got beyond the point where it's acceptable and manageable. And therefore, what, what do we do about that? Yeah. So uh, if people are intrigued, you can find out about SAFE on both our website at youthscape.co.uk and 318's website, which is? It is www.318.org. And you've got a shop on there where you can uh, you can buy uh, safe. You can buy it at Youthscape or thirty one eight. You know, yeah. into, we're living it entirely up to you. <laughs> um, but we've developed it together, and and I'm I'm really excited about it. And I think it's it's a really yeah, great. the feedback already, as you say, has been really encouraging. Um, yeah. So so Justin, thank you for your time today. Thank you for bearing with my incessant questions about the name change. I think you passed yeah. the interrogation. Well Fantastic. Done. Um, and uh, do you want to tell us about anything else that 318 uh, are working on at the moment you're particularly excited about? Anything that, that youth workers particularly might be interested in or, or could access as you have rebranded and relaunched this year? Well, I think, the, the, to be honest, the best thing for me to say is, look, um, we are going through um, a time of reinvention and um, it, it is most definitely a new chapter for us as an organisation. So perhaps whatever you thought you knew about CCPAS, Come and have a look at the 318 website um, and see what you find because it, there's, a, there's a lot of new stuff there. It's laid out differently. Hopefully, it's more accessible. And I reckon that people will generally come across something that they didn't know that we did or that we, they didn't know we were talking about. Um, and if that's the case, then that would be great. And there's a little red button on the side of, of, of the, um, the web page that says feedback. And we'd love to get some from you. So um, pop along and have a look. Great. Thank you, Justin. Uh, as before, thank you for your time and thank you for the work that 318 do is absolutely invaluable. As we've said a few times now on, on the podcast, safeguarding is not the thing that gets in the way of the mission and the ministry of Jesus. Safeguarding very often is the mission and the ministry of Jesus. So, um, so thank you for what you do and uh, we'll catch up again absolutely. soon. Absolutely. My pleasure, mate. Thanks very much for having me. Youthscape Podcast! Thanks for that interview, Martin. And it's great. And I think it is such an important, important topic that I think over yeah. the last few years, it, I've, I've been one of those youth workers and I've realised it's not just something I should do. It's core to the mission. This is really important that we yeah. keep young people safe. Absolutely.
So, so much so that actually we work with Justin to produce a scenario-based safeguarding resource called Safe Question Mark. Tell us about it. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about this on the interview, but uh, this is uh, something that I, I'm really proud of. I mm. think we, we're really proud of this. We did this with 318 uh, quite recently together. You can get it now on the Youthscape store. Uh, it's £20. Um, and it is the best £20 you will ever spend on a scenario-based safeguarding resource. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> so this doesn't replace safeguarding no, training. No, no, no. But what this does is it gives you a tool which is actually like, I don't want to use the word fun, but the process of actually working through it as a team is stimulating. Yes. How about that? Well, I was part of the pilot group very early on that did it. And it was actually fun. And that felt okay because what often happens is you feel as a youth worker or as a volunteer, like, oh no, something's happened. And, and you go into panic and overdrive. And, and it means actually it shuts down our capacity to really think sensibly and clearly and follow procedure. So it is fun because it takes that panic out of it, doesn't it? It does. So uh, it's got a bunch of cards in there. Um, which build a scenario and basically as a player you build the scenario around an imagined young person and so you get bits of information bit by bit you hear more and more about their situation some of those pieces of information will be a bit worrying some of them are sort of mitigating yes and so you might hear they you know you might get a card that says they, they come to a youth group with bruising but then you might get a card that says they they started karate classes. Mm. And so you have to look at a real situation as it develops, as you would with a real young person, and say, you know, what's the call here? Should I do nothing? Should I observe this for a bit? Or should I actually take it to the next level and, or even take it to the safeguarding lead? And the idea of the, of the resource, of the, the game, if you want to call it that, um, is that you work out when you make what intervention. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a really good way. It's like the hazard perception test, as I said, um, in the driving, driving test. You're trying to work out um, how and when you should actually make an intervention. It's a really good way to train for real-world scenarios because they will happen. Mm, and they, they happen in this complicated... Yeah. Way. I think it's really good to use if you are training up parents, if you're doing evenings with your parents, you can local schools might be interested in you using this with staff, with young people as well actually, yeah. so they can have an understanding of the, of the system. Your PCC, your church leaderships, because I think actually upskilling lots of people and being aware of these conversations and these complexities keeps young people safe. That's right. It? So it's really important. So you can get it for 20 quid off the Youthscape website, well worth investing in. Are you, are you got time for a funny story? Oh my goodness. Does it involve Chris Curtis, food, Northern Ireland? Nudity? Nudity. None of those things. Okay, right, come on then. Okay, so well, let me ask you a question first. Yours? Have you ever had to have stuff? that's been written about you taken down off the internet Gosh, you ever had to idea. intervene no I don't think I have no I mean there's some things up on the internet which I think you should have taken <laughs> okay, down I'll, I'll go and check that later but uh, no I've as, as, as I might have mentioned before I have a book coming out you have in July I'm very excited about this and uh, and so the um, the sort of first pre-order pages went online on a major online retailer that a lot of people seem to use Ooh, I'm gonna have and a couple of others there. yeah anyway what happened was they put up the, um, you know, you write a blurb and you write a, um, like a bio, an author bio. Yes. And like that's sort of, like we do that, yes. right? Like yes. as writers, we're asked to provide those. Um, and, uh, and so before we do that, they have someone in-house who writes a dummy version, which is a sort of assume, yes. this is what we think you'll write about. And then a sort of a, a bio, which is meant for the salespeople within the yes. publisher yeah. to talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, no, that so unfortunately, the one about me 
got put on Amazon and a bunch of other websites. And it it contained a couple of, first of all, a couple of factual, brilliant factual inaccuracies. Said I was married to a doctor, which (laughs) I wish, I wish, I mean, I don't wish I was married to a different person, but I wish he, she was a doctor because then we'd have more money. Um, but, uh, but, but no, so I'm not married to a doctor. I don't know where they got that from. But also it had some sort of some thoughts about, you know, some contacts I had and places I might be able to get articles published oh and all that sort of stuff, which I think out of context oh no, probably just looks a bit didn't like, look great. And I don't know who wrote it. It would have been a marketing executive yes. somewhere saying, oh, he can probably yes. pitch an article about this to a magazine, which is, yes. of course, how it all works. Yes. But, um, but obviously you don't want that on your Amazon bio. <laughs> so uh, thankfully... So you quickly noticed it. Thankfully, I, know, I was just about to share it. Good yeah. news, everyone, I've written a book. Yeah. And I thought, no, I won't do that. I'll wait until it's been changed, oh, which it now has. Oh, good. So, good news, everyone. I've written a book. It's out in July. Fantastic. I'm so excited. And we're going to do some interviews around it, aren't we? Actually, now you've said that, I have got one, actually. Have you? But it's nothing, it's nothing extreme. And, and it, you were in my mind the moment I saw this. I was like, oh, no, I've got to get that changed. Otherwise, Martin will be really cross with me. So, am I allowed to be a little bit name-dropping now? Is that right? I, I think I've just name-dropped a bit. So, ranging for... I'm, I've preached Radio on Radio 4. 4 Sunday Service. Wow. And they had, on all the stuff going out, Youthscape Children's Charity. <gasps> and I you had to wouldn't. work quite hard to get that changed, the youth charity. And the oh, and, and what kept me going was like, I can't look Martin in the eyes. I can't look him in the eye if I don't work hard to try and change that. Not because we don't like children. We love children. But we're a youth charity, and that's really important for us. So, yeah, so that's probably... Uh, that's not liable so much. It's just more like... Ah. There, wow. we go. Well, there we go. there we go. So we could have been having all sorts of requests, couldn't we, for different things. If you've ever had strange stuff about you put on the internet that you've had to have taken down, let us know. Yes, Podcast at youthscape.co.uk. Brilliant. Okay, I think that is, that is it for today, isn't it? So, friends, have a fantastic week. God bless you, and we will tune in next week. The Youthscape podcast is free and it always will be free, but you can support us by going to patreon.com forward slash youthscape.